I'm Amanda Pittman, and this is the Confident Woman Podcast. This podcast was created to equip you to stand confidently upon the finished work of Jesus. In this community, we'll talk about what you care about most, living shamelessly for Jesus, speaking unapologetically for truth, and bringing heaven to earth. So make yourself comfortable. We're going to chop it up, keep it real, and change the world. Welcome back to the Confident Woman Podcast. I am Amanda Pittman. And I'm here with my guest, Nicole Jacobs-Meyer. And Nicole is a friend of mine. She is an author with me. Um, we have the same publisher for our books. And um, we have just gotten a really great connection with one another. I feel like we get, get one another. Um, I love when Nicole texts me. Um, even though I take forever to respond because it's just my toxic trait, but I love it when she texts me because she's the type of person who will send like emojis, lots of exclamation points. It'll be a long message. So I'm like, she's such a vibe, you know, like, like we've been friends forever. Um, but I want to formally introduce you guys, um, to, to Nicole, because her voice is so powerful. Um, her message is so, um, needed for our generation. Um, and so let me just introduce her to you. Nicole Jacobs-Meyer is a wife, mom, author, and blogger. She has a passion for helping women walk in victory, joy, and faith in the face of trials, sorrow, and suffering. Guys, we need so much of that. <laughs> Not rainbows and butterflies and euphemisms, but know how to have real joy and suffering. And she just stewards that so well. Nicole shares her faith and encourages women at her website, NicoleJacobsMeyer.com and on Instagram at Nicole.JacobsMeyer. Nicole's first book, Take Back Your Joy, Fighting for Purpose When Life is More Than You Can Handle, releases October 2022. So like, here the fall launches. I'm just really excited about it. Um, and I love her book cover. We were just talking about book covers. Um, but Nicole, welcome so much. Uh, welcome so much. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. I love this. So fun. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Nicole, joy, this concept of joy, I think is in my life has been so fleeting in times mm -hmm. of my life. Like it feels like, man, I, I can, I can feel really moody. I can feel high one moment and so low the next. And, yeah. um, even when circumstances in my life are good, sometimes my, my mood can drop or when circumstances are really bad, there have been times in my life where I would just spiral. And so this concept of joy is something that I'm thoroughly interested in, especially from someone as, um, you've been through a lot of life, <laughs> someone like you who's been through a lot of life. So what does joy mean to you and how did you learn to cultivate real joy? Well, I'd have to go back way back to college area, that time frame. I think, well, first of all, joy to me is now the assurance that God is with me, regardless of what I go through, regardless of the highs and the lows, and the assurance that he's going to walk with me and that he is a faithful God and that I can have this joy and this peace regardless of what comes my way, because I have been given way more than I could handle in many seasons of my life. And this kind of started back in college 
you know, after growing up in a Christian home and surrounded by really a bubble of Christians, I didn't really face a lot of hard stuff. And I'm so grateful for my upbringing. I have much to be thankful for, but it wasn't until college when I loved the Lord. I loved, loved the church and loved being involved in ministries and life happens, pain happens. And what started with a horrible traumatic experience in college and this decade of pain and with like a cherry on top, all these years later with cancer and losing a baby, there's like, how in the world do you read like James one, two, where it says, consider it pure joy. Whenever yeah. you face trials, how do you read something like that? Yeah. And then look at your life and look at your circumstances of what God has allowed and come to terms with that. Yeah. And so I just went on this long journey of what does joy and suffering even mean in my life? And what is the correlation between Christ's joy and his sufferings? And how does that apply in my own life? So it's been, it's been a long journey and I still have not arrived and I will yeah. always be learning this. Yeah. So Nicole, those who are listening right now do not know your story. And, um, I think a lot of times I'll just speak from my personal experience. When I hear people who look like from the outside looking in, Oh, it, everything looks so nice. And it looks like things are working out well for you. And you have this like nice Christian image. Um, and I hear them talking about Jesus. Sometimes I can feel as if, man, these are just cliches. How is this real mm -hmm. to you? But when I know someone's story, yeah. then I trust their voice. So can you share with us like a little bit more about these, this traumatic experience that happened to you, yeah. um, and all these years of pain that you experienced? Yeah. So I was raped in college and that made me completely question my faith. I did not understand how God could tell me that he is my protector and my provider and ever present help in time of need. I, I didn't understand how I could go to church and sing songs like that because it didn't feel true. And yeah. it felt like the biggest betrayal of my life that God didn't put someone in my path to save me or to help me when I was at the absolute worst place. And those kinds of things, when you walk through that and you are in that depression and that darkness, Mm -hmm. really not seeing a light at all at the end of the tunnel, I, I was really in a bad place. And yeah. by the grace of God, he used different things in my life to pull me out. And one of the huge things after that specific event was the missions and women's director at our church asked me to lead a missions trip to Nepal. And I refused. I was like, absolutely not. I am... Mm -hmm broken. I am in a horrible place. And she said, that's exactly why I want you because mm. in your brokenness and weakness, God is going to be made known. Yeah. And I just broke down and I'll remember that forever because she put, she not only showed me what Jesus's grace and love looks like, but she also was the person that started to pull me out into mm -hmm. a new way of healing, which was through service and through, yeah. um, almost cultivating all these people's 
hearts and lives and now we're all together and I'm a leader and I've been placed in this role and it's like the the confidence and the security that comes from those things of entrusting the Lord because of service that really helped me out of that season. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's just so many things, <laughs> I mean, cancer and the losing the baby and like all those mm-hmm. things, it's like those, those were completely different. Like I had to really learn how to release control and not compare and really take responsibility and go back to the basics of really knowing God's word and who he says he is. So I think every painful event that we go through, we almost look at how to heal and how we're going to be restored. Like that is all up to God because he's the only one that can do those things but it does look different, like depending on the circumstances. So it's been, it's been really, really hard. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I've been, um, sexually abused and, uh, statistically one in four women, um, experience sexual abuse. Um, and in my own personal experience, it definitely tainted my view of God and my view of others and my view of myself. And I had to renew that. I want to know, was that the same for you? Was your, your view of God tainted your view of self tainted your view of others tainted, or how did you process that? Oh, absolutely. I think the biggest thing that can come is shame Hmm. because you feel like you must've done something wrong Hmm. and the enemy uses that shame and our misunderstanding of the true character of God to belittle us and to put it on ourselves. Like we could have stopped it. Hmm. We could have done something different. And so if that's the case, then it was basically our fault. If you're comfortable sharing, was this somebody that you knew or was it was, it was, it was a stranger. Yep. And so that's when it's, that's when it's like, how in the world are you supposed to reconcile what is in front of you Mm -hmm. and what you have to walk through Mm -hmm. with police reports and investigations and all of the therapy and the counseling and all that while still walking through life. Like I was still in college and was the captain of my volleyball team and had so much that I had to do and finish up and graduate and all the things, but it really it really gave me a pessimistic look on people more than I put it on myself. Hmm. I definitely had that period of shame. Um, it also didn't help that I had people close to me give me books on shame hmm. after this. Hmm. And that was almost like the seed that was planted yeah. in a very negative way because that wasn't my first, that wasn't my first initial reaction. Yeah. And I, I think I just became very pessimistic with people yeah. and with God and had to really dig into the word to pull myself out. And what were some of those beliefs that you had about people? That I think with men in general, this was around the same time that I have was verbally abused by a coach and the same, it was in the same year that my dad came out with a bunch of his own issues and, um, how he was living a double life. And so this was the cherry on top of a horrible, 
horrible year and horrible couple years of not trusting men and not trusting um, that people will treat others with kindness and with grace and love and that there is just sin in this world and evil Mm -hmm. everywhere. And it was very hard for me to look at even people in church and be like, what are your secrets? Like, what are Mm -hmm. you really going through? Because Mm -hmm. my dad, who I thought was, you know, a Christian this whole time just came out with all of this. So Mm -hmm. what are, what is everyone else hiding? Mm -hmm. And I think that that has, I've always been a very honest person, but that Mm -hmm. has instilled in me honesty above so many other things, because I want to get, I want to cut the crap and get right to like, what do we need healing over? What do we need to pray over? What do you need to repent over? Like we've got work to do. We have people to serve and people to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Like we have got to walk in that. And I think I, I just, the, the sexual abuse and the lies and all of the trauma that people go through, it's just keeping us so victimized and, um, just in this darkness, you know, and I was there for so long. So I obviously get that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I really appreciate everything that you're saying because it's honest. So many of us are really sinking where we're at because we see all of the pain that we've experienced. It's darker than we could have imagined types of things. We don't want to talk about in public types of things that we don't want to share in a Bible study, um, that don't go well on Instagram. Right. Right. Like the, the, like these are things that we carry with us and wonder how is God in this place? How are people so fake, you know? Um, and, and, and it, we can really internalize it. And I, I just appreciate that. Um, I think for me, I wonder how you even pushed through all of that to get back to God. Um, because when I even think about my own experience, I, whenever I went through, um, my own sexual abuse was, which was different in many ways. Um, but that completely led me to denounce my faith altogether. I, I didn't think about pressing into God, you know, like, so how did you get from the place of man? I, have experienced sexual abuse. I have experienced miscarriage. I've experienced, uh, cancer and my dad bringing out all of these things that he was hiding to, I'm going to take back my joy and I'm going to (laughs) stand here with God and believe right more. Like, how do you even get to that place? It almost seems impossible sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think, I think all of this is impossible. Like it seems so far-fetched, but it's not only what Christ is calling us to, it's also the only way that I feel like I can live free. Mm-hmm. And I think that our lives are about making Christ known, even in our sufferings, because it's easy mm-hmm. to make him known when everything's great. Yeah. And we have the big house and the perfect marriage and all the wonderful things going mm-hmm. on. It's easy to show that it's mm-hmm. easy to talk about it, but what happens when you meet somebody who is making Christ known and mm-hmm. sh- and proclaiming the gospel, even in their suffering, Yeah, that speaks volumes that speaks more than praising God when everything's great. And yeah. I think that it was this fight in me that 
really led to this ultimately. But I mean, back then when all that happened, the idea of service and pulling me out of myself and my depression and my darkness and my anger and my questions and all of this and saying, you're going to lead a missions trip. Hmm. That, that responsibility of, I got to know the word, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to be witnessing (laughs) to people in all these other countries and I'm going to need to know, I'm going to need to know my stuff. Right. And even if I didn't feel strong at all, I knew what I needed to do in order to be this leader that I was wanting to be for all these students and for going overseas. Mm -hmm. And I think that that responsibility made me dive into the word and understand God's true character and have that service and take responsibility. And it kind of pushed me in that direction because I guarantee you, well, I don't know what would have happened, but if she didn't ask me, I don't know where I would have been today. Wow. I honestly do not know. And I could just ball about it because that's how significant that time of asking me to do that missions trip was because I was, I could have been way, I was on my way to be totally foregone, you know? Yeah. So one of the things that she did was to help affirm that there still is value in your voice, even when you're broken, even when you're suffering. Mm -hmm. Another thing that she did was speak to your identity and not identify you with your trauma, but identify you by Christ. Yep. And another thing that she did was call you to look outwardly toward others rather than inwardly toward your, toward your pain. And I just think that is exactly the work that Christ does within us. Like even Mm -hmm. when he can identify us by our pain, by our sin, by our mistakes, by our trauma, he still identifies us as his. And, um, he, rather than calling us to look inwardly and, um, focus on everything that's going on in our lives, he calls us to focus outwardly, to love God and love others. And that helps us to push through. And I just, that that's so valuable because, um, the times in my life where I felt the most insecure, when I felt the most depressed, um, when there's a lot of crap going on in my life, um, it's when I think about others that I'm able to rise through that. Um, so how were you even able to consider others when it felt like your life was in shambles? Well, when I went to Nepal, I sat with some girls who had it a lot worse than I did and their stories and what they walked through. And I don't think this is a, oh, the only way to heal and recover is to go find somebody who has it worse than you. Yeah. But for me, that just fell in my lap that way. When yeah. I was witnessing to them and when I was listening, I, I was quick to be like, okay, you know, I, I had to travel across the world (laughs) to sit with these women, but I'm hearing their stories. And while mine is horrific and so traumatizing, and it took me years and years and years to finally take a step of healing, Mm -hmm. 
it still is, it still just blows my mind that God was so gracious to set that up for me. He yeah. knew, he knew that I wasn't necessarily going to go to him right away. Cause I was kind of mad and kind of feeling betrayed and frustrated and angry. And so he specifically placed people and opportunities in my life to, to get me out, to pull me out of this horrible place that I was in. And yeah. he didn't have to do that. And that is what is so beautiful is when we remember what Christ has done mm -hmm. and we look back and say, he didn't have to do that. He didn't yeah. have to impress upon that women's ministry leader and say, Nicole needs to be the leader of the Nepal trip. He didn't have to do that, but he did. Yeah. And so everything that is like this added blessing, this added grace is just overwhelming looking back. But, you know, in the moment it's, it's hard to, it is hard to see it mm -hmm. when, when you're just kind of surrounded in, in the chaos and in your pain, right. but it definitely takes some time mm -hmm. to, to finally look back and say, wow, look what God did. Yeah. So how did you get from a place of I'm in despair and I feel like everything's in shambles to, wow, I'm seeing the lives of others. I'm seeing my part to play and I'm starting my healing process to, I have taken back my joy because that's still a big, a big leap from right. I'm starting my healing journey to, I am taking back my joy. Like what, what makes the difference there and how long did that take? And what does that process look like? Tell me about that. Yeah, that was definitely over 10 years between these like almost bookends of the biggest painful events in my life with yeah. a bunch of stuff in between, of course, but the whole cancer journey for me, I, I still wasn't there, you know? So 12 years ago, all this happened. And then it was like, or more than 12, I, I don't, I'd have to like look at a calendar, but all those years ago, over a decade, and now here we are dealing with cancer and mourning the loss of a baby through miscarriage. There was no, there was no joy that that was not, yeah. that was not me. The, in fact, the first thing I said when I was diagnosed, I was, I mean, I won't say all the things here cause it's like explicit, but, <laughs> but it was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I was enraged. Like my anger was just off the chart. I was so mad at the timing and of like, okay, so what if I don't wake up after surgery? Mm -hmm. Is that really your best for my life? God, mm -hmm. is that really good for me and my family? And for, you know, your glory, we read that in Romans eight twenty eight, and we constantly think that our good is his good. Hmm. And so I've, I've had to work through that and realize what is good for me might not have anything to do with what I think is good. Wow. And it is not necessarily the money, the jobs, the, you know, big houses, the fame, like it is not that it is actually in the obedience and the faithfulness and what we learn. And sometimes that's through trials. And sometimes that is through suffering. And when I started working that out, 
and knowing my Bible, <laughs> that's when I'm finally like, okay. I mean, we read, we read in Acts um, 14, 22, it says they encourage them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Hmm. And in Romans wow. 8, 18, it's like, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed. Like there's so many, there's so many verses over and over that talk about our sufferings and our pain and the trials and the tribulation, but having the eyes with an eternal perspective and focused on what is to come helps you endure today. Yeah. And it's not, and let's just say it's not, joy is not this like fake happy. Joy yeah. is not even smiling. Like joy is not like, oh, God is so good in my life. No, no, no. We don't want to be weird. We don't want to fake it. Like joy is just knowing that Christ is with us regardless. And all these trials, it's, it's for that glory that is to be revealed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I once heard a quote that said, um, whenever you number your days, that's what helps you to, to face your fears. And, um, whenever I have been in a time in my life where I have felt like I can't make it through, it helps me to, it helps me whenever I have an eternal perspective. And yep. I think about when I'm going to stand before Jesus. And, um, that's what I hear you saying essentially. Um, and so can you talk a little bit more about the purpose of suffering in this faith? Because like, I think a lot of times it could feel like it's wasteful. Like why, yeah. what is right. the point? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, looking, I, I think when you're in it, you don't know. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. always when you're out of it, you can always look back and be like, wow, did God teach me this? And now I have a stronger character in mm -hmm. this. It builds that grit, the endurance, mm -hmm. the gumption, the grace, like the, just the strength to keep going because that is what we need. We need yeah. to be able to endure in this painful life and to mm -hmm. keep going and to learn it for ourselves and build that character so that we can grab our children and teach them the same lesson so that they can endure yeah. and they can keep going and our best friends mm -hmm. and the people around us that that's the body of Christ. That's what mm -hmm. we should be doing, but we don't, we don't know how when we're in it. <laughs> I mean, I sure don't. If anyone else if anyone's yeah. really good at seeing like the light and the positive in the suffering, like good yes. for you. Cause I, okay. I, I want to unpack really that. <laughs> I really want to unpack that because I once, uh, once <laughs> saw a TikTok um, uh, about, uh, I want to say it was uh, victims of the Holocaust. Um, and just don't fact check mm. me. Uh, it was TikTok, Okay. Um, and <laughs> I, um, there, I guess the people who were oppressing the other people group were telling, um, these people to pick up bags and then carry them for a long while and then put them down and then pick them up and carry them back and put them down mm -hmm. and doing it over and over and over again. And they were actually quite motivated and still had hope because they believed that there was a purpose in it. But then once it was revealed, they were doing it for nothing that completely 
shot yep. them. It that is what like led to a lot of depression. That's what yep. led to hopelessness, despair. Because we can endure a quite a bit of hardship if we know that yeah. there's a light at the end of the tunnel or if we know that there's a purpose for it. Right. Um, but once we find out this was purposeless, I suffered for nothing, that's when it breaks our spirit. That's when we're just done for. So yeah. when you say we don't know the purpose into the end, how do we even endure if we don't see the purpose? Like how how did you get to that place of I'm still gonna hang on? You know, yeah. like I want to hear more about that. I think God in his grace and goodness gives us glimpses. I think he, whether that's a friend who you opened up to and she goes, I experienced the exact same thing and needed that friendship of relatability. I think, I think being relatable with people kind of breaks down walls Yeah, and people are able to trust you and understand like, okay, you've, you've walked through something. Now I can share in, you know, confidence that this is what I'm have, what I've walked through. And I think that that is as the church, what we should be doing for us, for each other and for people obviously outside of it. But I guess for my situation and all the different types of pain, I didn't see a purpose of, I actually can tell you now, I don't see a purpose with the cancer stuff. Mm. Like I am not, I am not who I used to be. Mm. I am not, I have to take medicine every single day Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. I don't have the like stamina that I used to have Mm -hmm. and the energy. I, I, there's a lot of things that I'm like, okay, Lord, why? But when I question that, and when I, I look at things, I guess one of the things I could say is it's taught me how to rest a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a power person and like power through and, um, just a workhorse. And I think that the whole cancer thing really did slow me down and I don't like it, (laughs) but that's the thing is like, it's not about us. Like everything is for him and his grace in our lives and the story that he is so graciously involving us in through our sufferings at times. And I, I read this quote the other day that said, um, the secret in me is not a different set of circumstances. Hmm. It's Christ. Mm. And I was like, that is it. Like we we make things personal. We make things like, oh my gosh, I went through cancer. I went through this and don't get me wrong. There's an absolute time of just venting and crying and counseling and just the pain and feeling it and working through things. And it's hard, but on the other side, you don't want to stay there. You don't, you don't want to stay there. And it's just, it's about Christ. And when we, instead of focusing on, okay, what, what, how can I make this about me and what I'm learning? And hopefully it's growing my character. If we just have our eyes on Christ, that's (laughs) going to happen. You know? Wow. (laughs) It reminds me of the scripture in uh, Hebrews. And it says, we do this by fixing our eyes on Jesus. He's the author who, the one who begins and completes our faith. And 
that's exactly what you're communicating. It's so rich. I mean, when you really understand this and you can grasp this, it's so rich. Um, so Nicole, why did you write take back your joy? I think writing it was honestly therapeutic for me. And then it just kind of like morphed into a book. And I, I have struggled with, I want it to help other people as much as it's helped me. And instead of playing like the numbers game, it's like, this was, this was for me. And this is what God has taught me. And I'm still learning everything from the first page to the end. I am still working that out and working out my faith and salvation with Christ. And I, the, the subtitles fighting for purpose when life is more than you can handle. And Mm, I've just come, I've just, everyone has had more than they can handle at times. Yeah. I didn't want to be told one more time that like, God will never give you more than you can handle. Oh my gosh. It's not even scripture. I know. And that so I was like, not even the Bible. I I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So then I was like, that's it. I'm writing a book. You know? Right. It's called spiritual bypassing. We bypass yeah. people's real experiences with spiritual euphemisms and we expect people to feel better. It's like, bruh, right. you have not seen the darkness and the sorrow right. of been through like how dare you right. you know right um so and, and i want to just thank you for your brutal honesty i value that like we were talking about that off air just how like both of us really value honesty it's, it's one of my high probably my highest value in in relationships and in communication i just really value honesty whether or not it's super positive right, right. It's honest <laughs> it's real yeah um and i really really like that you said that there's certain things that you're walking through right now that you don't understand. You don't see the purpose of it yet. Like you don't fully see the purpose of the cancer. You're like, I could speculate. Maybe it's helping me rest. I don't know, you know, (laughs) but like, you don't know. And I really think that's going to set some people free because hearing you steward the unknown helps them to know, okay, well, there are some things that she does know and she still has seen purpose and she still has seen God work in her life. And she has taken back her joy and there are pieces that she doesn't know yet. So therefore, in the pieces that I don't know, I can still, I can still hold on to this hope that there will be a day that I will in the same way. And I can still steward the unknown and, and it be okay. Like, I don't have to see the purpose. I think so many times we're really quick to find the purpose in the pain. Um, and purpose is phenomenal. And I do believe that your pur- your pain has purpose. However, what do you do when you don't see the purpose in it? But this is, this is the endurance. This is the actual faith that you talk about. And that's how, you know, your faith is genuine. You don't know your faith is genuine until your faith has been tested. And so I I just think that that's going to really help so many women. Um, somebody asked me this question on an interview recently, and I just thought it was one of the best questions. So I'm going to ask it to you too. (laughs) If uh, a woman can, can, or a person, um, can come up to you, and tell you how this message has impacted their lives. Um, and they say, man, I read your book and, and this is what it did for me. And this would, it's like music to your ears. What would they say? What would you want? I, I was going to leave the faith and now I didn't now I've now I'm back on track and I love God more than I did yesterday. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not leaving. 
I'm going to keep going and keep enduring regardless of the pain that I've walked through. Wow. Did you get to a point where you almost left the faith? Absolutely. Multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. How long has it been since you've had thoughts like that? Um, I would say about three years ago Mm -hmm. when I was going through the cancer stuff and, you know, going through the trauma all those years ago, that was definitely a point where I wanted to walk away and almost did. But the cancer thing was really, was really hard for me. Yeah. And that was, that was only three years ago. So if it, I hope that that helps people realize you can question, you can doubt, and you need to wrestle with the Lord on these hard topics. He can handle it. He can shoulder it, but do not stay there because there are still people around you in your circle of influence that need you and that need you to usher them into more of a close relationship with Christ. And Mm -hmm. I always remember, um, what was it? Philippians one, six, I think he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion Mm -hmm. at the day of Jesus Christ. So (laughs) a lot of times, a lot Mm. of times we quote that to people and quote that to each other. Like he who began a good work, he's going to complete it. Like it's going to be so good. And it's like, oh yes. Okay. Like that definitely gives you some motivation for the day, but you got to finish that at the day of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That means this perfection, this purpose, this, all these things that we're striving for and hoping for and praying for might not be seen. And that is so hard to grasp Mm -hmm. because thankfully God does give us beautiful blessings and gives us glimpses of all of this, but sometimes we're just going to have to wait. And that is very hard for our generation. (laughs) Yeah. So why is it worth it? Why is going through suffering? Yeah. Well, you say many times we'll only see glimpses and, um, for some of us, we won't see the completed work until Christ's return or until we meet Jesus. So why is it worth it to keep going? Do do we want to understand like the entirety of the gospel? Do we want to stand Mm. before Christ and have him say, or, and before God and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Or do we want him to just be like, man, your life was really about striving to find that purpose and Mm. really trying to find the reason to everything. Yeah. Or is it like you endured? Yeah. You faithful Christian. And welcome because you endured. Yeah. And I think that that is, that's why I keep going. It's because I don't want to waste my time on things that I can't figure out that are too, too lofty for my imagination that only Christ can fill. And even if it is at the end of my life, I still want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. Amen. Well, we're coming to the end of this conversation. It's been so rich. Um, I, one of the things I love about Nicole is that she, um, she'll be genuine. She'll be authentic. And I think we need that. I know we need that. Um, so I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Nicole. Um, if there's one piece of wisdom or one concept or one belief, one mental shift, that we can cling to while we're in the lows of the lows, while we're in the midst of the valley, um, 
What do you think that would be? I think one of them, I think there's so many, but one is just that your story isn't over, Mm. that you're not forgotten and that God doesn't define you by all the hardships and all the pain. And I think if we can just see his true character and his true love for us, we will have that much more pep in our step to keep going because of the God that we really do serve. Amen. Amen. Well, Nicole, where can we keep up with you? Where can we get your book? Um, How can we connect with you? Tell us all about that. Yes. So the book is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and you probably know more than I do (laughs) a couple other places, I'm sure. Um, And then my website is NicoleJacobsMeyer.com. And then my main social handle is Instagram. That's kind of where I spend most of the time. And that's Nicole.JacobsMeyer. So come find me, say hi. I try to look through all my messages and say hi back. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have any um, resources to share or pre-order bonuses or anything of that type? Yes. So we just launched a 90-day jumpstart to joy. And that's just a really fun um, it's not even with the pre-order bonuses, but yeah. maybe I'll add that in there too. <laughs> okay. What is it? Is it like a, a digital download? What yeah, is so it a program? It's, like it's yeah. just a digital download for now. Yeah. Um, I'm like a checklist person. So it's yeah. like, Ooh, check that box. I did this for today. Feel a little sense of accomplishment. Yes. And it's like small things and some larger things. And it's just about taking back our joy and starting small and, Um, doing 90 days together. So that's up on the website. And then all the pre-order bonuses, gosh, you get, you get the uh, audio book, you get the first chapter you get and the introduction and different like reflection guides and lock screens and just a bunch of fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. So how, how do we get our hands on this, uh, 90 day jumpstart your joy? Because this is going to change somebody's life. Um, you said it's on your website, where on your website, what do we do? Yes. Like, I want people <laughs> to know all the steps so that they can take back their joy. Cause this is yes. amazing. So if you go to NicoleJacobsMeyer.com, it's just on my main page. It's just scroll down a little bit and you'll see 90 day jumpstart your joy, how to build and grow in this joy. And then is um, that free? I, it is. It's absolutely oh, free. Y'all. And then, <laughs> <laughs> go, go get it. <laughs> and then on Instagram, I actually just created a highlight the other day um, that has that as well. So you can just look at the 90 day jumpstart and you'll find it there and you can just click the link and it'll send you straight to it. Perfect. And I'm going to include that in the show notes um, because I can't tell you how many messages I get from women who are going through the low of the lows and I mean, sometimes I feel like I don't have the language to give them because I have not experienced that level of low. Um, So what better way to receive from a woman who has walked what you've walked through, um, but has, is giving them guides to really um, take back their joy. So that is, is so amazing. Thank you so much for being so generous um, with your honesty. So generous with, um, with your resources. And, um, I'm just so grateful for your message because that's exactly what the world needs. Thank thank you so much for being on the podcast, Nicole. Thank you, Amanda. Love you. All right, guys, that's the end of today's conversation. If you're part of the confident woman community, then do your part, leave a review, a five-star podcast rating and spread the word. If you haven't already, 
Join our online community at confidentwomanco.com where you can surround yourself with like-minded Christian women and follow us on Instagram at confidentwomanco. As always, stay confident.